Thank you for tuning in to Far Better, where we look to be pleasing to God in this life so our eternity is far better. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and as always, we've got our email posted down in the description below. If you'd like to leave an episode suggestion, a comment, a question, feel free to click on that email and send us an email, and we'll be happy and more than willing to get back with you. We've been talking in our episodes this week about loyalty, and we discussed in our first conversation of the week about being loyal to Christ and how the first century church, they were tasked with giving up everything that they had ever known and following Jesus, the man that they had not but a few days before crucified. It wasn't long after they had killed Jesus that they were confronted with being loyal to him. And then after they became Christians, it was not long after that that we see that they were loyal to the doctrine. Doing whatever the Bible said. Of course, at that time, as we discussed, they didn't have the Bible per se, but they did whatever the doctrine of the apostles was. And they were so careful not to go over it. They wanted to be rightly dividing the word of truth. I want to ask you today if you know the result of loyalty. Do you know the result of loyalty? What about the result of disloyalty? Those who are not loyal. What happens to the husband who cheats on his spouse? Or the man who cheats on his taxes? For the man who cheats on his spouse, his wife learns that he's no longer loyal to her. And in many cases, a divorce occurs. A separation and the marriage ends. How sad it is that many marriages throughout the world have ended because of a man or a woman's lack of loyalty. What is the result of the disloyal in this life? You know, there are people out there that profess to be loyal just like that husband would. They profess loyalty to Christ and to the Bible. But Jesus would tell me that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, can enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of the Father because many are going to be confronted in the day of judgment. They're going to be standing face to face with the Savior. And they're going to say, didn't we prophesy and cast out demons and do many wonders in your name? Didn't we do all of that? And we did it in the name of Jesus. Doesn't that mean we're loyal to you and to the doctrine? But you didn't do the will of my Father. So I'll declare, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. James would tell me in James 4, 1 through 4, a lot about the disloyal to Christ. I think it's incredible to know that the problems of man always go back to sin and a lack of loyalty to God. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were confronted by the serpent in Genesis 3, and they were given a choice. 
Be loyal to God or be loyal to what I'm telling you. And they went with the serpent. And what happens next is all of the horrible things that can ever happen in life, all of those things became a reality because of what Adam and Eve did. James would tell me that wars and fightings come from among us. They come from our desires for pleasure that war in our own members because we lust and we don't have. We murder and covet and can't obtain. We fight and war, but we do not have anything because we don't ask. Oh, you ask, but you don't receive. Why? You ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So friend, are you a friend of God or this world? I find it amazing that Abraham is called the friend of God. What an amazing statement that can be made about Abraham in that one little sentence. He was the friend of God. Can that be said of you and of me? If I were to die tomorrow and at my funeral someone was going to come from heaven with the knowledge that God had and they were going to speak at my funeral, would they be able to say that I, like Abraham, am a friend of God? Or would they not show up because they know I'm not loyal? Don't get me wrong, I understand if I were to die tomorrow, no one from heaven would come down. I, I'm not special enough for that. But I do think there's this understanding that we have to make. I heard once of a preacher who was confronted with a difficult situation. A man lost his brother. And many of you have probably heard this before. It's one of those overused preacher stories. But a man lost his brother, and he didn't want his brother, who was a horrible individual, to be painted in that way. And so he asked the preacher to lie. And so the preacher gets up, and he begins to do the funeral, and he says, well, You men and women here know this man not to have been a, a very good individual. He lied. He stole, he cheated, he robbed, he did all of the things wrong, but compared to his brother, he was a saint. And of course, what the preacher means by that is, his own brother's trying to get me to lie. And I won't do that. I can't be a friend of this world because I'll be an enemy of God. Don't get me wrong, you can choose to love the world more than God, and many, many are going to do that. What does that help us, though? How does that help us? So what? I might become world famous if I go into this particular field, or if I speak in this particular way, or if I do things in that particular tone. But is God pleased with me? Do I remain loyal to Him? It's incredible to me to study stories of people who, when they were faced even with death, stayed loyal to God. 
It doesn't take long to look in the New Testament and find people like that, such as Stephen, preaching the gospel, being loyal to the gospel, loyal to Christ, and he lost his life as a result of it. The disloyal won't have that. They might keep their lives this entire time on earth. They may never, may never lose their lives as a result of what they do. But their souls are lost. Friends, I'd rather lose my life and keep my soul in eternity with Jesus and God in heaven than to have a life that is well-renowned and well-sought-after only to die and ultimately be forgotten. That's what the disloyal have coming to them. They're going to die someday, and Jesus will have forgotten them. What about the loyal individuals? I'm reminded of the Bible account where Jesus talks about the ones who were given certain talents. Now, one thing I, I would like to say that I think is missed at times by people in, in the religious world when they talk about this Talents, in this case, are not the talents that God gives us, such as singing or being able to have a quick wit or anything of that nature. Talents were a form of money. And God is talking about a master who gave talents to individuals based on what they were able to do. And he gave to the five-talent man five, and he gave to, uh, he gave to one, I should say, five talents, another two, and another one. Now let's say something else about this real quick. Just because one man only got one talent didn't mean that he wasn't as important as the five-talent man or the two-talent man, nor the two-talent man would be more important than the one and less important than the five. It was according to their own ability. And brethren, friends, even in our own world, there are certain things that you can do better than I can do. And there are certain things that I could do better than you could do. We each have our own abilities. And we need to understand what they are, and we need to not go beyond them. But as far as the talents themselves, the five-talent man, he went out and got five other talents. And he brought them to the Lord, and he said, Lord, you've delivered me five talents, and I've gained five more. And his master, the Lord there, his master, said to him, Well done, you're a good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things, and I'll make you a ruler over many things. I want you to enter at the joy of your Lord. And then the two-talent man comes and says, I also took these two talents, and I, I gained two more talents. Well done, good and faithful servant. I'll make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. But what happens to that one-talent man who was given a talent by the Lord, his master, and he hid it in the ground? He came up and said, I knew you to be a hard man. You, you reap where you've not sown and you've gathered where you've not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And so I went and hid the talent in the ground. And look, he, he, you can have it. It's yours. You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers that I could have collected at least some interest on this. But instead, you decided that you knew better. And you weren't even loyal to me. 
So what happens to him? He's cast into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. The simple lesson there, obviously, is to continue to do our work, but there's another simple lesson that can be brought out here from the one-talent man. If I do what I'm capable of doing for God, and I remain loyal to Him, God will never be displeased with me. The result of being loyal is having a joyful reward to look forward to. That only happens if you and I are loyal. I want to be on the side that is loyal to Christ, don't you? James 4 and verse 7 tells me to submit to God and resist the devil, and he's going to flee from you. And if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And if you cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your minds, you double-minded, you'll have a better life. What did he mean by that? Well, back in that time, one would present their hands up above their head as if for inspection. If a child does that and their hands are dirty, mama and daddy can very quickly see they didn't wash their hands. James is pleading with the brethren to cleanse their spiritual hands and to purify their hearts in order for them to be pleasing to God. I guess if we're going to wrap this up and put a bow on it, I want to leave you in this episode and this series of podcasts for this week's episodes with this verse. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I can't be loyal to my wife and have a mistress. I can't be loyal to my Lord and have another master. And you know, everyone today is loyal to someone. But where is your loyalty? And where is mine? We all have to answer on Judgment Day for what we've done and who we've pledged our allegiance to. And I don't want to stand before God and realize that I pledged allegiance to the wrong individual because it will lose me, my soul. I want to thank you for tuning in to Far Better this week. Don't forget you can email us at the email that's listed down below if you've got a topic, suggestion, or a question, comment. I really look forward to being with you next week. And I hope that we all please God now so that our eternity is far better. Thank you.